Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Well, still sort of digesting the big the big news from the, the staff shakeup. It's uh, it's a lot to digest. It's not a uh, debilitating loss, but it's 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 a, it's a lot to digest because Scott Cochran has been a part of Alabama football for 14 years and became the most famous strength and conditioning coach in in, in the history of college football. I, I don't know that uh, that football fans can from other conferences and other schools can that everybody that's a fan of college football knows who Scott Cochran is and. It's just kind of crazy. Uh, now he's gone. And, you know, look, there's. I was going to make a joke. I, I wish you had just cut it off with saying I was still digesting the big staff shakeup, and I was going to say, yeah, I can't believe Nick Saban is going to coach Elba High School. But you, you <laughs> continued on and broke the news about Cochran, which is so bad. By the way, everybody, I am calling <laughs> – into this from the bowels of the BJCC as I'm up at the uh, first day Yikes. of the finals. Hold and, your nose. Uh, I, did ju- I, did, I did just get to see Jamarian Latham. Uh, I'll talk about him in a minute. As Pickens County did win, and they move on to play Lynette, who, of course, has Christian Story playing for them. And tonight I get to see Jadarian Davidson. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm getting to see some pretty good players here. On the first day, but back to Scott Cochran because that is the news of the day. You're absolutely right. He's, I think he's easily the most famous strength and conditioning coach in college football history. He's the only one I've ever really been able to name. I mean, I don't really remember any other strength I mean, and conditioning can you coaches. We're college football freaks. I, I, I don't think I can name a, a strength and conditioning coach anywhere else. And, and I, I think that's typical of most schools, most fans. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure – that fans of Clemson, who's not in the SEC, I bet a lot of their fans know who Scott Cochran is. I have no idea who Clemson's strength and conditioning guy is. And I totally agree. And, in fact, that's the first thing I thought of was, like, well, who do we go after? I mean, because I wouldn't even know where to start. Thankfully, we have Nick Saban handling that. But I'm just saying I wouldn't even know. I'd be like, I mean, they look pretty big. or You know, every every big college football team looks like they have some dudes that are in shape. Now, our guys look more in shape, but our guys start out more in shape. I mean, right. when you recruit five and, five and four stars, they're all going to look more in shape. So that's the way our guys look to start off with. You have more clay to work with. And – um I mean, I think it's a thing, but I mean, I'm not distraught about it. When I heard about it, I thought, you know, some of this is probably necessary. Not, I'm not saying that when I woke up this morning, I was thinking, you know what I wish would happen? Scott Cochran would leave. But <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I didn't also think, if Scott Cochran leaves the University of Alabama, we're screwed. That's not what I think yeah. either. I mean, I think it's, right. it's a mild thing. And frankly, it's one of those – Look, Saban has shaken up much bigger positions uh, in the past to try and, and rejuvenate something. Maybe this is a shakeup that's, that's a good thing. And here's the other thing I take away from it, that there is no doubt in my mind anymore that Kirby Smart's goal is not to win a national championship. His goal is to try and bring down Nick Saban the best way he can and then let the chips fall where they may in terms of a national championship. All he wants to do, is is make it look as though he has overtaken Nick Saban. And nationally, that's what a lot of people are saying on Twitter. I mean, I saw Kirk Herbstreit's tweet. You know, does this mean changing of the guard? Well, Kirk, let's let Georgia beat us first. When they beat us, <laughs> then we can say that. 
they're stealing our strength and conditioning coach isn't a sign that the changing of the guard has happened. He just isn't. And plus, he's going to Georgia to be a special teams coordinator. I, I think it would be worse a little bit if Scott Cochran was like, you know what, I'd rather be the strength coach at Georgia than the strength coach at Alabama. Now, that would be, to me, a bigger story. The fact that he's going to be an on-the-field coach at Georgia changes everything in terms of the look for Alabama. You can't blame Alabama. We've got a special teams coordinator, you know, at Alabama. So we're not going to fire Jeff Banks, who's been doing a pretty good job, uh, who also coaches tight ends, who has a lot more experience recruiting off campus, uh, who gets us in in good with the uh, with the recruits from East Texas. We're, we're, we're not going to get rid of Jeff Banks because Scott Cochran wants to be the special teams coach. So I, I think that's one thing that Kirk Herbstreit and those national guys are missing. You're not talking about an apples-to-apples deal. Scott wants to coach on the field, which is viewed as more prestigious for those who want to move up in the profession. And Alabama doesn't have a spot. Georgia does. That, that simple. It really is that simple. It's not some sort of uh, earthquake seismic event. And I think it would be kind of funny if that's what he, if that's all he's doing is coaching special teams because when the kicker or the holder comes to him and says, Coach, did, did you want us to run that fake field goal this time? He's going to go, yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, Coach, we should, we shouldn't. Isn't that a bad idea? Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you still want us to do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's like, do you know any other words, Coach? <laughs> Are you okay? And he talks so and loud, he can't, also, he can't keep the play call quiet. Everybody's going to know what the play call kind, is. It's kind of ironic that he's going to the place where they said they're going to a funeral, right? They're wearing black. Oh, they're going yeah. to a funeral. That's right. That's so, right. You know, the, funny, how, funny how quickly they'll forgive over there, you know, because some Georgia oh, fans I'm, were upset I'm already, about that. They've, they've, been, they've been mocking him. They've been upset about it for, for 12 years, and now they woke up this morning going, I love that. Dress for a funeral guy. That was that was a good one. Boy, he's uh he's got a sharp tongue. I like him. Here's the thing. If they were to beat us in Tuscaloosa this year, though, you can just write it down, take a picture of it, be done with it. The changing of the guard articles will be oh. nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. yeah. All it will take is once. So, I, I don't know how many times Saban's beaten Georgia in, in 08 and, and, and 12. And 15, 15 and in 17, uh, so that 18, and, and 18. <laughs> so we've won what five, six in a row. All it's going to take is one win from them. And then it's, Oh boy, that's true. That's true. And, uh, Hey, it'll be a great matchup. And, uh, I, I don't think there's any more of a fascinating personnel question in this league this fall. I think the number one most interesting story personnel-wise in the SEC is Jamie Newman. I mean, is is he, so there, there are unbiased national experts saying things like he'll be the third best quarterback in college football. There are other experts and certainly lots of fans who practically mock the kid, you know, like how good could he be coming from Wake Forest and I'd never heard of him and that sort of thing. So – uh, a very wide, I mean, expectations all over the map, super high in some places, super low in others. Uh, just a real interesting uh, thing. But, uh, and, and, and look, Alabama's got Mac Jones versus Bryce Young uh, that I, I would say isn't as interesting as, as the Jamie Newman uh, transfer. So uh, that Alabama-Georgia game is going to be something. Something tells me, Luke, 
we are going to be discussing the Alabama-Georgia matchup most of the summer. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, I was thinking about the Scott Cochran thing, what if Georgia beats Alabama this year and, and the changing of the guard articles. The, the flip side of that is, what if Georgia loses to Alabama this year? And, I mean, all of a sudden people are going to be like, hey, man, I mean, you've done every, you've tried to ruin Alabama every which way but loose, and you haven't been able to beat them yet. You, you've had every opportunity. You've had them down double digit. The last two games, Georgia's had us down by 13 points or more, and we've won both of them. <laughs> and, and the last time we went to Athens, we embarrassed them. And so what? it's – but it is interesting because they're coming back to Tuscaloosa, and that's the last ta- that's the last place Georgia did beat us, was in Tuscaloosa and in 2007 in overtime. And so this could be like for them, okay, let's go back to where we've had success this last time. And I think they've beaten us the last two times in Tuscaloosa, I'm pretty sure. Probably um, 07 and 02. <laughs> I think 07 and 02. I think that's what – or was it 02? Did they beat? 02 was, was that of. They beat that really good Fran team. We yep, took the lead late right. on a Charlie Pepper interception, which at the time that's I right. thought was the loudest I'd ever heard Brian Denny. And, yep. uh, but we ended up losing it late to David Morris, I think. That's right. Uh, it wasn't, not David Morris, David Green. David Green. David Green. Not David, yeah. Yes. David Green was that's 02, right. and right. we lost to Stafford in 07 in overtime. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's going to be – that game just took on a lot more significance. And you hate to say – I mean, even if Scott Cochran hadn't changed from Alabama to Georgia, it would have been an incredibly significant game, maybe the game of the year that everybody's looking forward to. But with his moving there and his being so symbolic of the program in general, I think that it certainly takes on uh, – it kicks it up a couple of notches. No doubt. Now let's hear about our – Future Alabama stars, Jamarian Latham and Christian Story. Uh, obviously, you watch them play basketball, not football, but we've talked about forever in terms of evaluating football talent. At basketball court's a great way to do it. You see so much of the skill set that you'll see actually in football. So uh, what do you think of them as, uh, as athletes? First of all, I didn't get to see the Christian Story game because I got to listen to it because my cohorts were doing the game for the HSA Radio Network then. But Christian Story is not the story, pun intended, for the Lynette basketball team. They have two guys. Uh, they have a couple other guys, but these the, there's twin brothers, Cameron Boozer and Zamron Boozer. And I, I love those names. Every year I come to this event, and it has the best names of anywhere. Um, you will see one team will have five Stacys on it, and they all spell it differently. Another team will have a Zamron on it, and it's just <laughs> awesome. And I, I made the joke that I feel like Zamron is the really bad alias Cameron would use when he doesn't want to give somebody his real name. <laughs> You're like, no, my name's not Cameron. It's uh, Zamron. But um, both of them were really good, and they both dunk a lot. I mean, if you told me Alabama was taking Cameron Boozer as a basketball prospect, I would say, okay, I can live with that. I mean, it's not necessarily the guy that I would say, okay, Alabama must have him. But if you said he was a backup plan and Alabama got him, I'd be like, okay, I can live with that. He's big. He's strong. He's intimidating. He does play in 1A, but so does Christian Story in football. So, Jamarian Latham, um, again, he's not the story for that basketball team. They have other guys. 
that are much better basketball players. But what Latham was today, he's he was easily the biggest guy on the court, not the tallest, the but the widest. He was the only one that had a you know a, a big football butt, and so they used him. Francis Marion loved to trap, and so they put Latham in the center of the court, and so to break the trap, they throw it in the center of the court to him. He turns around and finds the open guy, and nobody can get close to him. I mean, he's got big hands and wide body. He's not as big as I thought, Jimmy. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I mean, I like to judge these guys a lot, as I told you. Yeah. You know, I'm about 6'5", so I can, I can get a good, pretty good perspective on some of these cats. I mean, he might be 6'2". I mean, I, I would say that would – if you said he's 6'2", he's right at it. I mean, it's probably interesting. closer to a little bit under that. Um, and if he might be 265. I mean, I'm just wow. throwing a number out. At maybe Clearly not 300 pounds. Uh, I and, mean, not, and I don't think he was ever listed I mean, anywhere at 300 pounds either, by the way. But I mean, 300 pounds I'm being just sort saying, of like what you'd assume. If he's 300, he hides it well. I mean, like he <laughs> hides it in his car. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, so I'm I'm a, I'm gonna call call it like I said. I, I I was a little concerned. Like, hey, I, I really thought he'd be so much bigger. Now the positive side is he's a lot quicker than that. Yeah. I mean, he's quick, so, he's got basketball feet. A bigger, uh, a better athlete than you assumed, just a uh, smaller framed. I, I'll put it this way. I would be shocked if he contributed next year based on his right. size. I'm not, not, right. not making an evaluation on his talent. Hmm. I'm making an evaluation on his size. And yeah. the thing about seeing him playing basketball is, you know, if you see some, some of these dudes in pads and cleats, I mean, I remember standing next to um, Jamarcus Russell. Well, one time when he was playing, Williamson was playing Briarwood, I think, and I got to go down on the field, and um, I got to stand next to him, and I was like, holy cow, this guy's huge. Now, he was a pretty big cat, but when in, with a helmet on and cleats and pads, Jamarcus Russell looked like the biggest human being you've ever seen. And so maybe in pads, Jamarian Latham looks bigger. But, I mean, which goes without saying, I mean, I know, hey, Captain Obvious, but I'm saying, you know, sometimes when you're in pads, you have the bigger shoulder pads, you have the, the bigger right. thigh pads, and you have these big cleats. You can look like a monster. Well, I mean, he, he just looked – if he were – look, if he were 20 pounds heavier, he'd look way too chunky. If he were 20 pounds lighter, you'd say, um, he's not tall enough to be a shooting guard. I mean, it, that, that's what he was like sort of in no man's land in a bit. So uh, – Yeah. But I'm not saying – he will never contribute. I will say this. My first thought when I saw him out there was, okay, either he's going to slim up and get a stronger upper body because his arms are not like unusually long. He doesn't have like um, Daryl Blackburn or Marcus An or Mark Anderson, you know, crazy long arms. It's nothing like that. But either he's going to bulk up his upper body and uh thin up his waist and become more of a defensive end kind type, or mm -hmm. he's going to get a little bigger in the belly and he's going to be a good, he's going to be a great guard, like offensive guard. Interesting. Well, I don't think he was a guy we'd ever projected, <laughs> certainly didn't project here, even when, you know, we, we had some questions about like, Latham was a guy we questioned all along, just in terms of like, boy, you need to be really sure about those, those one, a guys. So He's a guy we question all along. I don't think here we've ever said, oh, Latham will be a guy that plays as a freshman. So he's going to be a guy that they put in the incubator. 
that they're going to give to the new strength coach, whoever the hell that ends up being. He'll be he'll become the property of the new strength coach for probably a good couple of years, and then we'll just see where he's at. Hopefully, hopefully he retains his basketball feet while he adds really good size. That that's the hope, right? Yeah. yeah let me and let me say this again. I'm not trying to paint some negative picture here. I'm just saying he didn't look like what I thought he would look like. But I was also pleasantly surprised by his feet. He's got quick feet, and he's a pretty smart player. He had one um, moment of brain gas where he tried to dribble the ball out of a break, and you could tell, like, he got mad at himself because he turned it over. And you could tell, like, he got mad at himself immediately. Like, okay, that's not what I do. What I do is I get the ball and I turn around, and I look for a guard to dish it to, and then I go and get rebounds if I can. But, you know, let's, again, uh, people think, okay, you got a defensive lineman going to the University of Alabama playing 1A basketball. First of all, 1A basketball is better than you think it is when you get to these state finals, number one. But number two, if you're a defensive lineman going to Alabama um, to play football and you're on the basketball team, then you would think that your stat line would be better than three rebounds and four points, right? You would think. So I mean, and again, he, but he's not the number one option in this scheme. I mean, that, you know, Pickens County is sort of get, you know, they play aggressive defense. These two teams really got after it. They play very aggressive defense and they, they count on a lot of turnovers and so fast break points. And uh, they do a lot of three pointers. So, he, it wasn't like he had an opportunity to hit, to show me his turnaround jumper, right. you know, as a key Melajawan. He <laughs> he did have the opportunity to get more rebounds, which I was a little bit surprised he didn't have double-digit rebounds. Like I would have thought, because he played a lot of minutes. It wasn't like he didn't play enough minutes. He played plenty of minutes. Well, there's also this. So, since he's been a basketball player his whole career, I've seen this time and time again. The, the linemen who are football plus basketball players, because they're basketball players all through high school and spend the entire, you know, winter and early spring semester playing basketball and with all the cardio, uh, they probably add a lot of weight over the summer lifting and eating for football. Yeah. And then when football's over, they start playing basketball and that weight comes off. So he, he might yeah. be a guy who is naturally a little heavier, but through a long basketball season uh, loses. You don't have to lose much. I mean – you know, 15 pounds doesn't sound like a whole lot to lose, but isn't there a big difference between a guy who weighs 280, a lineman prospect who weighs 285 and a lineman prospect who weighs 270? That, that, so that 15 yeah. pounds is, is can be a big difference with, with a young kid like that. So, again, I'm, I'm, let's, let's see what he looks like after two years in the strength program and any fans that were thinking – that we'd get an immediate impact from a one, a lineman. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just a rare thing. So, but interesting. No, and, that, uh, and, and you'll get, will you get to see the one, a final uh, with a uh, Christian story verse Latham? I, I haven't decided if I want to come up for that yet. I'm not calling that game, but I may come up for it. Um, I'm just not a hundred percent on that yet, but uh, I kind of want to just for those two guys. Cause I mean, I think it'd be, I mean, I bet you wouldn't shock me if Saban were here for it. That'd be kind of cool because it will be interesting. Cause I think this will be, that game will be more of an opportunity for Latham to shine um, because he's going to be playing against the, the Boozer twins and they are like six, eight, six, nine kind of cats. I mean, so he's right. going to be down there. It's going to be more his style. Like let's get, let's get after it under the basket instead of a lot of guys trapping at mid court. He's going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be scrapping underneath and that Lynette team, man, they jump, Whew, they, they're, they're athletic. So, um, 
yeah, again, I'm not trying to paint a negative picture. I'm just trying to, if anybody had delusions of, okay, Jamarian Latham is going to come in and, and start game one or, or contribute a lot game one, I would probably temper that enthusiasm right now. I think he's more of a let's, let's get him in the weight room kind of cat for a year and a half, and then maybe he can do some things. Because, again, positive-wise, his, he could move his feet now. I mean, he's he's pretty quick, and, and he's, he's got really strong hands. I mean, you weren't stealing the ball away from him. Well, I, w- I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even dare. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you can try. I mean, you can probably yeah, get hurt. Yeah, um, but tonight I, get to, pass. Hard pass. tonight I get to see Jadarian uh, Davidson. Um, Top, who uh, is, basketball prospect in the state. Uh, I and think let me tell hmm? Drew DeArmond is here. And uh, Drew, a lot of people know him. He's got his own radio show, does a great job with it, big Alabama guy. And Drew um, told me while I was here, because I said, I'm so excited to see Jadarian Davidson. He, and he said, did you see the game between he and Tommy Murr? who is Alabama's all-time leading scorer now the, earlier this year. And he said, go YouTube, Davidson versus Murr. And so I did just right then and there. And Davidson had 47 in that game. Murr had 46. And Davidson had some of the most unbelievable in-game dunks. I mean, for a guy who's barely 6'1". I mean, it just takes your breath away. And um, he would be incredible in NATO system. I mean, incredible. And there's no doubt in my mind, he's a five-star, no doubt. Uh, this is not a, this is not a, Hey, maybe he, no, nah, he's a five-star. He's one of the best prospects to come out of this state. Um, probably since Bledsoe and DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, I mean, I, I feel very comfortable saying that and I can't wait to see him play later tonight. So um, it's going to be, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, looking forward to, Davidson and looking forward to the coaching and look for a strength coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are we looking for a strength coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. All right, buddy. Well, uh, I got to get back at it. So, rolls out, everybody. See y'all tomorrow.